0: afternoon good evening welcome to today's episode of musings with jesus my name is shola thank you for joining me um today is the tour oh what's today today is the 30th of december so tomorrow is tomorrow is new year's eve 2020 is coming to an end but i think we are all ending the year on a note of caution so people are not as I think it makes it is prudent and it makes sense not to be as gongo as everybody was by the end of 2020. Not because we do not. I mean, at the end of 2019, not because we do not expect great and marvelous things for 2021. On the contrary, I think it's because we now realize that this is a time, you know, like um, the First Peter five nine that says, "Be sober, be vigilant for your adversary, the devil, is looking around, looking to see whom he will devour." So these are those sort of days. So you know what? So even when you celebrate, you celebrate with caution. You know, regardless of whatever it is you're doing, you know, you are, you are sober. You are vigilant. I think that's the sense of what, you know, one is getting in um, as as the watchword for 2021. So um, I think the the tone of celebrations this year would be a bit muted. I think that's a just good sense to do so. Um, so, you can celebrate in your hearts, but I think more than any other thing, I think that vigilance, whatever it may be for spiritual vigilance, mental vigilance, emotional vigilance, I think we have to keep it. That's my sense as we go into 2021. And unlike 2020, when we, we didn't, you know, we were caught on our I think there's no, ex- I mean, as much as possible there are varied levels of understanding varied levels of exposure but whatever lessons i think all of us have lessons learned in 2020 i think there's no excuse for carrying for not going ahead or not being guided by those personal lessons whatever they may be and that's the sense i'm getting so again like i said the musings for this week are supposed to be very very light touch some have gone a little bit deeper than i would have expected but i always go with the flow so today we're going to be um, talking about thoughts of peace and it's just really a recap of my own um reflections over these past few days and weeks realizing how powerful thoughts are and you know i'm a bit ashamed to say it because when i was younger i think i had a much stronger sense of this but then i guess maybe i hadn't really you know I don't know. I think I had a much stronger sense, and I think I was much more focused on. I was more adept at keeping certain thoughts out of my mind. And even though I went through, and I think particularly in my in my in my after university, I would say in my twenties, I think I did a relatively good job of keeping certain types of thoughts out of my mind. And those times, and and somehow that period of my life also coincided with when I was very very much involved in the things of God in my church then and my church was very you know my church was very, very much, you know, like early church kind of focused church it was all about God, you know. So I went on a lot of missionary outreaches in those years, you know. So there was I was very much involved in music, you know, I didn't have a dime to my name. I was completely penniless, you know, entry buses and all that, public transport everywhere. But I was happy. You know what I'm saying? I was happy. I was happy. I, I had a cohort of very, um, of very of friends around me, you know. And you know, so I, I there was no mobile phone then, but we saw each other. We went to each other's houses, you know. It was so funny. We we took long long walks on the way to church and back. It was it was a good time. Looking back now, it was a good time. It was a precious time. And um, yeah, we didn't it, we didn't have any money. One thousand naira was a lot of money to all of us then. And and it wasn't a lot of money then, but you know. So I'm talking about about the mid 90s, you know. And if I look back at that time, compared to now, and I didn't have a job, I was unemployed at the time because I had left my job after leaving school, and I had so I was unemployed for about three years. But I think what was different about that time and what has happened to me, I would say, in the last two years, was that. I did not allow certain types of thoughts to fester in my mind. I think subconsciously from 2017, I started allowing certain types of thoughts to take root. And just like, you know, the Bible always tells us that a seed, you know, the the Bible says this, the Bible of the Sower makes us realize that the word is a seed in our hearts and the heart is where words are sown into so when words or thoughts are sown into my heart or your heart or you know my heart it 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 doesn't show immediately you know it takes root once it takes roots if it's not uprooted by anything it takes root it is until i begin to see the fruits that that, you know that i will now know the type of seeds that i've sown in my heart so i think over time i had been allowing certain thoughts to fester they had taken roots they had gone deep i didn't realize it by the time they started manifesting In terms of and if if there's if there are thoughts that are that are not productive, by the time they started manifesting emotionally in my life, I was completely unprepared for that kind of harvest. And to start cutting down the tree at that point, you know that if you cut down, it will just grow back up. Cut the branch, it will still germinate. You know, it had already become a mature tree. It took a while, like I said, from 2017. So when I think that process really started and um, so now as I'm getting to the end of 2020 I'm now realizing the damage that those seeds those evil thoughts those unproductive thoughts thoughts about this you know thoughts around disappointment betrayal you know all those sort of things I just you know, sp- you know like my probably will say my you know ban the Banuje those things are spoil your mind you know what I'm saying whether you know they just they just they just not you know they just spoil it's, it's almost like a, a pot of stew that somebody put in a the wrong spice into it. It just spoils the taste of the stew. There's nothing you can do to salvage that stew other than to throw it away. You know what I'm saying? It spoils the entire soup. So the cooking for that day is, is is gone. It's wasted. You know that's exactly how small these thoughts are you know the Bible also says a little leaven, leaveneth the whole lump, you know sometimes all it takes is just one tiny seed of the wrong sort of thinking it can completely disrupt the entire biochemistry of one's heart and then one begins to all manner of things and you're just wondering how is all this happening to me it started off with seeds so today i'm talking about thoughts of peace because i now realize that the best thing i can do to help myself going forward is to be very aggressive about keeping certain thoughts out of my heart and out of my mind and be very aggressive and assertive about what I consciously and intentionally plant and allow to take root in my heart because that scripture that says guard your heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life the fruits of life, it is very true I have seen that in 2020, the moments where I protected my heart things went well, I enjoyed peace, I had joy my spiritual environment was different and the things around me were, were, were changing. The moments when I allowed, you know, long-standing situations and conditions and things around me to to weigh me down. I allowed, it, it, it affected and corrupted my spiritual environment completely. It made me very, very depressed and emotionally how would I say it, and it's affected things around me it's even affected you know people around me as well as situations that I, I would have preferred not to have been affected so now that I've gotten to that I've realized this now I now know that it is not optional I do not have the luxury of allowing certain thoughts to take root in my heart and it's not about oh this is how I feel I'm not even going to allow myself to feel those things anymore and whatever it is that i need to do to kill those feelings to make them realize that they are not welcome and those thoughts in fact before it gets to feelings it's about thoughts so i'm going to go all the way down to the thought level i'm not going to acknowledge any situation that is contrary that is not you know that is negative to what philippians 4:8 describes anything that is, is 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 not on is dishonest that is not just that is not pure that is not lovely that is of evil reports that does not have any virtue or praise upon it particularly if it is something that is done against me i am not going to dwell on it i am not any injury that is done i may be upset i will lay it before the lord i am not going to dwell on it in fact, I'm going to, all that expectation of human beings, of this, one. I am no, I'm not going to be available for it because one thing I've told myself, the way I live my life in 2020, it will be different in 2021. My, my goals for 2021 are not even anything around, you know, all those other things about, oh, I will achieve this, achieve that. I have them, but they are not, they are secondary. The primary goal for me in 2021 is to guard my heart with all diligence and to ensure that I do not that I, I do not lose the joy of the Lord that the joy of the Lord remains my strength and for me to do that I have to make sure that I continually sow in my heart the thoughts of peace so Jeremiah 29 11 says for I know the thoughts that I think towards you said the Lord thoughts of peace are not of evil to give you an expected end I was musing on this this morning this is a scripture we are all familiar with I've heard of it, I've read it so many times even on this podcast when God says the thoughts that he has of us, has of me, or he was talking to Jeremiah, by extension, children, all his children. He says there are thoughts of peace and not of evil. So there are thoughts that are of peace and there are thoughts that are of evil. And a fruit is known by sin. So in other words, a thought of peace will bring forth peace. A thought of evil will bring forth, will bring forth evil. And he says that the thoughts, God said that the thought of peace is what will bring me to, will give me an expected end. So that means that there is an unexpected end and that the thoughts of evil or the thoughts of peace are not likely, will never bring me to an unexpected end. An expected end is the end according to God's original purpose for me. An unexpected end is an end that is contrary to God's purpose. Now, Satan and his cause, of course, will be heavily invested in propagating and fulfilling and promoting and advocating and defending and protecting and amplifying the thoughts of evil in my life and in my mental space. Why? Because they want to give me an unexpected end. An end that is contrary to that which is designed for me, that is predestinated for me, that has been predetermined for me according to the will of God and his purpose in my life. So if I have sense in my head If my medulla oblongata, if my cerebral matter is working well, who should I be aligning with? Should I be aligning with him that has covenanted to promote thoughts of evil in my life, in my heart and in my mind to give me an unexpected end? Or should I be aligning with he who has thoughts of peace towards me to give me an unexpected end? And according to all that is good. So this is the kind of conversation I'm having with myself as the year is coming to an end. Honestly, I haven't been able to put up or meditate or pray on a bucket list because it is for me it has been all about or about well not bucket list but about a list for 2021 because my focus is more on what I need to do differently mentally and emotionally and spiritually next year. And it's not looking at individual situations like, oh, you know, overcoming this situation, victory for this or that promotion, or this salvation deliverance. I'm taking it to the very high level, which is, I want to have thoughts of peace in 2021. That's my prayer point. That's all. I want my heart to be a haven for thoughts of peace. I want thoughts of evil to have no place. In my heart and life. I want to develop such an allergy, a hatred for thoughts of evil that as they are coming near me everything in me re- re- revolts against it and my defense mechanisms come up and they shield them. I want my fences to be so high that thoughts of evil will not be able to penetrate. I want the force field around my heart, my mind, my emotion, my perspective my imaginations to be so strong and firm that thoughts of evil will have no place they will find no home so i'm just going to read a few scriptures and i will end it at that because this is coming up so passionately inside of me that i know that this must be what god needs me to do at this time And there are so many scriptures that talk about the importance of thoughts. God actually made us because thoughts lead to words. And, you know, Jesus had said, I think it was in Matthew 15, when he said, it is the thoughts of a man that actually defile a man, that corrupts a man's existence, that it's what comes out of the man, through out of his heart, um, through his thoughts, that actually defiles a man. And Jesus thought on this several in many places. He said, you cannot make... Um, a corrupt tree cannot bring forth good fruit in the same way a good tree cannot bring forth corrupt fruit, he said first that if you want to change the fruit that a tree is, um, is, is, is producing, you have to make the tree good first and that tree he was referring to is the heart, the essence of man so I think you know, Christianity and spiritual victory in Christ is very much an inside out thing, I think we have gotten it all mixed up by doing outside in so from what i have experienced in this year 2020 and i can only speak for myself because i have tried so many things and i tried the outside in outside in is when you are doing prayer you are doing fasting you are doing all manner of things without addressing what's going on inside so you are you are looking for power from without to change you from inside whereas there is no prayer that will stop you from t- thinking evil thoughts. If you don't consciously, if I don't consciously decide, as long as I still have soundness of mind, I still have that choice. For as long as I, I allow evil thoughts to come in, prayer will not solve it. Are we understanding? I mean, it won't, so uh, I mean, it's, uh, if it's prayer. So there are lots of scriptures talking about thoughts and the power of thought. It's the way God made human beings. We are influenced by thoughts and words. The way our life is shaped. That's why the Bible says death and life are in the power of the tongue. But it just it, the, the the tongue is the words are the final part. It actually starts from the thoughts that come from the heart. So man is corrupted based on the thoughts that come from his heart, but he also needs to be careful about what he allows you know the thoughts that he allows to come in that he he, that that he that we meditate on that then forms what we believe and then becomes what we speak that is how a a man's life is either changed or corrupted you know is either impacted or corrected so i can read many scriptures but i you know i don't i guess what i don't feel there's a need for us to i think it's something we can all meditate on on our own and i think this is something we all know somehow this is why inspirational speakers you know have a career and motivational speakers you know they use thoughts and words to influence people but for inspirational speakers have not been able to help with depression and with emotional loss because it speaks to the mind and not the heart so what i'm talking about today is about the heart it's not about the mind You you know what I'm saying. Eventually, if somebody can be depressed to the point that the mind is also affected. But this is talking about emotional distress. That's really what I'm talking about here. And it's only the people who have ever experienced it. And I mean prolonged emotional distress. I don't mean distress that, okay, because everybody can be. Things happen, you know, something can upset you, you know, once in a while. Maybe I feel bad one week. I'm talking of over a period of time when you can remember the distress is more the norm than the you know you know what i'm saying and like i said it's not everybody but people who have experienced, you know what i'm talking about and sometimes it's because of a prevailing situation sometimes it's because of trauma from something that's happened before sometimes it's just deep disappointment and betrayal that has just remained you know un- 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 unaddressed and bitterness you know in fact many times just deep disappointment and betrayal sometimes it's just a feeling of hopelessness sometimes it's just a feeling of 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 self you know like a failure you know sometimes in fact you know so many things that could lead to that but is it you know i am now realizing that i've always known it but you know sometimes you won't just get caught in these things and you don't even know something like i said as As a child, I I I knew how to put I never allowed these things to hold me, but somehow, you know, as you know, as a parent and as a mother, I I I was things happened to make me more vulnerable than I would have wanted to. And I have now had to learn that whether as a mother, as a father, or as a child you cannot let go of your peace because your ability to function, your ability to even help those that depend on you is severely impacted when you allow thoughts that are not of peace to take hold in your heart. Regardless of what is going on, it is it is even worse when the situation, you are emotionally invested in it, but nonetheless, whatever you will need to add in your heart and make sure that whatever distress or pain that is associated with that situation does not find resting place in your heart it doesn't make you heartless it just makes you wise that is what i have learned in 2020 because by the time that distress takes over you are useless even to the people that are depending on you for solution you are you are you are you are, you are completely useless so proverbs 15 26 the thoughts of the wicked are an abomination to the lord but the words of the pure are pleasant words these are all there's just many scriptures here that you know that i picked on that shows you know god's perspective about thoughts and how he encourages us to think on the things that will help us you know and to take away the things that will not and he also shows us how wickedness and wicked people are energized by the thoughts of evil that they think and that what differentiates an evil man from a righteous man it's just their thoughts simple which is why it is possible for an evil man to become righteous it is also possible for a righteous man to become evil because all you need to do is exchange the thoughts so it's not as if some of us were born with righteous dna and others were born with evil dna even though some people the way they behave you really really wonder whether they have a dna you know profile that has actually has fingerprinted evil dna on it but there is no biological or scientific um, disposition, of evidence for that. What there is evidence for is that there are psychological lineages that can be transmitted by environment in terms of what people are exposed to. So it comes back to the thoughts. So what what differentiates a, 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 a peaceful and a meek man? from a, a sociopath, a psychological, a serial killer is the thoughts. I mean if you could see a download of the thoughts of serial killers, you and I will not be able to sleep based on what goes on in their mind every day. So they can do those things because that's all their mind is filled with, that's all they think. But we cannot fathom how anybody would do it, yes, because those kind of thoughts cannot find home in your heart or in your mind. Even to watch the movies that show such things, you, you cringe from it. But for some reason, certain individuals have allowed those kind of thoughts to fester. So they continue to commit those acts. And they wonder why the rest of them see them as a, 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 a threat to society and all we can think about is locking them up somewhere. that is why i continue to say that honestly just like what we talked about yesterday on the light of life those of us who are children of the light we need to work much harder to increase the number of people who are carrying the lantern of life because it is in all our collective interest to have less people who live and thrive and meditate upon acts of wickedness so Genesis 6 verse 5 says and God saw that the wickedness of men was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually and that was when God decided to kill destroy the earth with water in, in, in the flood in the time of Noah so he said God looked down on the earth and he said the wickedness was great that every imagination you know what it means for, for someone's <laughs> for somebody's every imagination everything, every imagination was of their heart of their thoughts and of their hearts was evil continually so i can imagine what they were doing ah they would have been stealing killing raping destroying it would have been a it was a horrible place and it was so bad that god said the only thing was to destroy all of them and he and he really did only eight souls saved on the entire planet you can imagine how evil it was So that is the kind of evil that we are trying to guard against in this world now. That's why evangelism, sharing the light of Jesus, demonstrating who he is, role modeling his lifestyle, shining the light of the gospel through our words, our deeds, hospitable things that we do for people, the pistols of our hearts and our lives, is not optional. So that we do not go and live in a world that is like what is described in Genesis 6 verse 5 and there are some places on the earth, all those places that have been given up to war and conflict that's what has happened somehow the light of the world has been dimmed in those areas conflict has taken over, wickedness and evil are are, are superseded the voices of reason were either quiet or they were shut down or silenced they were not enough so war takes over, the conflict zones in Nigeria too, that is what has happened that's what has happened. If not, how can killing women and children be you understand? If you are not you're not okay now, does anybody need to tell you that you are but it is not okay? You are not okay. So Proverbs 16:3 says, Commit thy word works unto the Lord and thy thoughts shall be established. The only way we can commit our works unto the Lord is through prayer, is also meditation on the word of God. So I, you know, I had heard a man of God, somebody say somewhere that changing a nation, changing a people, changing a man is not an overnight thing. That you have to change the way people think before you can change them. That has shown up very clearly in 2020, even in the way people have responded to the pandemic. The countries where people, it has, in fact, they are, they, they are thinking around the pa- virus has impacted the outcomes that they have faced directly. The countries that have rejected the, the protocols that immediately their thoughts around it was it is you are just trying to, you know, was was negative. Those countries they have ripped it now. So, honestly, I'm now realizing that if I want to change my life, I need to it's my thoughts. I have spent the whole of 2020 trying to change the fruits for not realizing that I have to make the tree good first. So I'm on a journey of making the tree good. And this is God bringing me to this place of realization. I'm so ashamed that it is at this stage in my life that because these were things I really felt I had dealt with and this is where you now realize and I realize that this Christianity work. You have to keep reminding yourself of things over and over again. It's just like how, you know, um, me now, like if I look at secondary school maths, I'm like, did I, I, it's like I, you know, I I, I can't even imagine that I ever passed it. Yes, because I have not done it for a long time. I haven't read many of the concepts. I've not done anything about it. So the fact that I passed it in 1980, whatever, you know, is, is, is immaterial. I can't pass, if you give it to, I can't pass the exam now, is the truth. Except I get a teacher to teach me afresh. I will fail the exam if you give me secondary school math exam to do now. But I passed it. But I have a certificate that shows that I had an A3 in it in 1985. But I can't pass it now. I can't. And that's how Christianity is. So that we have to keep reminding ourselves. Otherwise, our faith will fail the meditation because there is so much information coming in that is negative new information bombarding us every day to bring in fear to do so many things to corrupt our thinking to to you know and then people are doing things also you know we are discovering new things about people that we trusted you know we're being disappointed by the people that are closest to us so there are there are emotional things that are happening that are acting against that are you know how would i say threatening the stability of my heart and and my emotions so i have to continue to as the new threats are coming i need to build up spiritual defenses against them so the walls that i built just like any wall that you know even if you have a fence in your house and everything you 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 have to keep maintaining the fence shoring up the fence And it all depends again on the threat of what is coming against you. If there is no threat, then your fence can stay as it is. But if, if there is a renewed threat, then your fence needs to go up. And you need to strengthen it. Maybe before you had an ordinary gate. Maybe now you need to put some concertina, you know, some electric fence in. Maybe you need to really think about putting spikes or broken glass. It's really about the threat. And now the, the days are evil now. So the threats are exponentially more. The kind of emotional struggles that people are faced with this was it wasn't like this when we were much younger many years ago life is tougher now so thoughts of peace we have to work at it i have to work at it and philippians 4 8 gives us the recipe and that's where i'm going to close finally brethren whatever things are true whatever things are honest whatever things are just whatever things are pure whatever things are lovely and of good reports if there be any virtue or any praise think of, think on those things and the God of peace shall be with you. If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on those things. That's the advice from scripture. Think on the only the things that will, on the seeds that are honest, that are pure, that are just, that are lovely and of good reports, that when they take root in my heart, they will bring forth fruits accordingly. Everything that is contrary to all of that that has already been said in Philippians 4.8, They are enemies and I need to keep them out Because they are thoughts of evil That are designed to bring me to an unexpected end And that is not God's purpose for my life It is not also my will or my wish So I will not willingly anymore Give my heart and my life To thoughts that are unproductive Regardless of however they are masked Whether it is rightful, wrong or whatever I will keep them out And treat them as the enemies of my soul As they are I thank you Lord for helping me to give my heart and my life to thoughts of peace only from this day on and going forward in jesus name amen thank you so much for listening god bless you stay lifted